Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Escafil Files, a book analysis podcast where one diehard fan and one newbie start yet another podcast about Animorphs, the children's book series by K.A. Applegate. I'm Danielle. I use she or they pronouns. You can find me on the internet at redtailtalk90, and my co-host is Jade. Hello, you can find me on the internet at jadeoxidrose, and my pronouns are they, them. We will be making our way through the books one at a time, analyzing the themes and how they stand up to time, and sharing the experience with our friends on Discord, the link to which you can find in the show notes. Today, we're going to be talking about book number three, The Encounter, and I want to go ahead and put a content warning at the top here, in addition to our usual content warnings um, of attempted suicide and suicide ideation, um, because our boy Tobias has a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, book three um, is a Tobias book. It's our first Tobias book. Um, and I have totally forgotten exactly how we start these so far. Do we do general? <laughs> what do you remember about this book going in? <laughs> like, <laughs> knowing before we, we dive into the, like, mm -hmm. the breakdown of the plot, um, how is it returning to the first Tobias book when he is your your precious boy, mm -hmm. your, your precious hawk child? Um, I knew the events of this book. Like, I knew how it started, and I knew um, his crisis in the middle, and I knew about the the kind of plot significant things that happened. Mm. Um, but you know. It's always, it's always just really sad reading uh -huh. his internal narration uh -huh. because this poor boy is, uh, he's, he's having a really hard time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it coming at it with like a clear eye, I guess, um, mm. and having, um, not read it in a long time like i've read it a few times at this point uh because mm. it's a tobias book um mm -hmm. and and so coming back to it um after having not read it in a while like i really i really did enjoy it i think it's probably one of the best books so far mm. um at least in terms of like character development and um even the plot i think is is pretty tight compared to some of the others Mm. Um, I mean, especially compared to book one, but book one had a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, yeah. Shall we dive into it? Yeah, let's dive in. It uh, starts on a higher note. It huh. does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as always, with an animal book, it starts uh, with the first person narration. Um, mm -hmm. and in this case, it's my name is Tobias, a freak of nature, one of a kind, just like Right there from the jump. Here we are. Yep. Just like, ah, one of yep. my people. <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I had a comment on the, on the opening line of the book. Ha. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, I realized that this is about Tobias talking about, ah, uh, I am a person that is now a hawk. But as uh, an autistic person reading that, just like, yeah, that, that mm. is that, that, and, I, I mentioned in an earlier recording that uh, Tobias has those good, good neurodivergent vibes. Mm -hmm. And uh, being a hawk does not diminish that in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. But, um, yeah, and no, I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm just going to settle in. 
<sighs> Prepare for the pain. Yep, starts off strong. It's great. Mm. Um, but what I like is there's that line and then immediately after it's one of a kind. And I think it'd be really easy and given the content one has already mentioned, mm -hmm. for all the Tobias is clearly struggling a lot, it isn't all negative. Like he's frequently making jokes and like the things he appreciates about his new existence are there present the whole time. And I like that there's that duality there from the opening mm -hmm. line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely like, uh, I don't know if it, you call it a theme, but it's something that keeps coming up over and over again in this book and in future Tobias books where like he vacillates back and forth between like accepting living as a hawk and even enjoying living as a hawk versus hating himself. So to me, that's very relatable. Although I don't live as a hawk. Uh, Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the future might hold. Um, but it's interesting, given the um, the loathing that you, you pick up slightly, it's in the earlier books, and I know you find out more about it, that Tobias seemed to have for himself before getting mm -hmm. stuck as a hawk. Yeah. You feel like that self-loathing is not a new thing for him. Mm -hmm. This it's is just like got a new a thing to latch onto. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so we get the uh, the opening narration and um, Tobias like playing down the sort of person he was. Uh, I guess he was kind. Of, I guess I was kind of a dweeb. Uh, talks about being um, big, but not big enough to deter bullies. Um, mm -hmm talks about uh, what he looked like which just made me annoyed that the cover art showed a boy with brown hair and he says that he's like a dirty blonde I was like mm, okay um, <laughs> they get a better actor to play Tobias later uh huh uh, and then we have this sad moment of him not remembering uh, what colour his eyes were um, mm -hmm. and that it's only been a few weeks um, that, and he's already forgetting things about being human, to which point he then brushes it off. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, you could say it's a very nihilistic way of looking at it. Well, mm -hmm. what, what do I need to know that for? I guess. Um, mm -hmm. and then he talks about what his eyes look like now as a hawk and how they always look kind of angry. And I'm there going, hmm, love to have feels about masking. Um, <laughs> and you don't need to worry about what to do with your face when you're always, have angry mm -hmm. bird face yeah and it's good mm -hmm. so it's just like oh wouldn't that be convenient just to not have to worry about what my face is doing just be like that just like yeah i'm a pissed <laughs> off looking bird deal with it <laughs> deal with it yep um i don't know it was just i liked it i was there, yeah. just like yes yeah i'm uh making eyes at some of the future books mm -hmm. uh, regarding that comment mm -hmm. um <laughs> Excellent. Love, love when Danielle makes ominous comments about future books and how I'm going to feel about them. Always a deeply reassuring experience making podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so we're in media res. We get some tight descriptions of what it's like to fly and it's dope mm -hmm. as hell. And uh, our in media res this time is Tobias um, flying over a local shitty car dealership. Mm hmm. 
Uh, and it, it, it's, it's time to do a prison break. Uh, because he's gonna bust this bird out. Uh, this, yeah. like, Dan Hawk, I think is the. Yes. Dealing Dan Hawk. What a douchebag. Yeah. Has got a, uh, a different red tailed hawk, uh, in a cage that he uses for commercials. Yeah. A mascot that he calls Price Cut Polly. Yep. Uh, Tobias is like, it made me sick. It made me furious. And I'm there just looking at our comments in our document <laughs> and like, yeah, Danielle's pissed as well. Go, go, go figure that there are some s- strong feelings there. Uh, and clearly this has been the case for a while that, uh, this hawk has lived here. But, uh, Tobias in his infinite wisdom and th- the need to respect the secrecy has decided today <laughs> is going to be the day when they're filming a commercial. Live on TV. Yep. It's going to be the day to break out <laughs> this bird. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he watches as, uh, Deal and Dan Hawk, uh, feeds this other red tail, um, and like memorizes the combination because it's just like a shitty locker lock. Uh, mm-hmm. and so he, he flies down and, starts to unlock it and everybody around is like hey get that bird stop him the fucking visual of like a bird uh like sat on the side of a cage like twisting a bike lock like spinning through the numbers is so good yep it's so good (laughs) yep like uh, using the using the hook of the beak to click the little numbers around just Mm -hmm. like that's amazing yep like, and the camera's on there, and like dealing Dan, ever the professional, is just like, I guess we've got a bird trying to break in. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this is, it's not going well. No. And unsurprisingly, shockingly enough, this attempt, <sighs> well, uh, this going bad, the, uh, the, uh, minions, I guess, of, of Deal mm-hmm. and Dan trying to get, uh, what's this? They said, boys, you better shoo him away. Just like, mm, yes. Okay. Don't care. <laughs> don't care for that. Yeah. And Tobias is like onto their bullshit anyway. And we have this yeah. great line about hawks do not belong in cages. Hawks belong in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we get onto this in a little bit about what provoked Tobias's decision to do this, but I won't mm-hmm. get onto that just there. And um, he's surrounded by these dudes. They're all like, "Oh, look out for the big! Maybe he's got rabies." One of them's uh, swing, swinging a wrench at a bird. Like, what kind yeah. of asshole are you? Yeah. Like, they're full on trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, and Tobias is just like, I'm going to be dead if I don't get some help fast. Or we hear him uh, cry out to Rachel, who's just like, I missed the first bus, just got here. And in typical Rachel, subtle fashion, <laughs> she morphs it. Uh, she has morphed into an elephant uh, and, it, and is here to uh, destroy some convertible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just starts stomping cars. <laughs> Which is good. And Tobias uh, would have smiled if he had a mouth. Uh, he manages to finish undoing the lock and yanks open the cage door. And um, she, uh, the, the hawk, uh, is is a female and uh, like a sensible creature, bolts the second there mm-hmm. is the opportunity to do so. And mm-hmm. we have this interesting remnant of reflection. Us, like, she's not thankful because she's a hawk. She doesn't have that kind of higher mm-hmm. reasoning in that regard mm-hmm. 
Uh, but she 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 bounces, understandably. And we have this moment of just like having this feeling that uh, he should follow her. And I mm-hmm. feel like we should talk about this because this is you have a soapbox moment here. Yeah, I do. OK, so I have two uh, two soapbox moments. First, how the fuck did Deal and Dan Hawk have this bird on live TV on multiple occasions and and not get fined? Mm-hmm. Um, and also people actively trying to kill a bird of prey on TV. So for those of you who don't know, all birds of prey are protected by the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. You can't keep them in a cage without a license. Even if you have a license, you can't keep them in a tiny ass cage with a bike lock. There's a lot of things. But the actual soapbox I have is that I've listened to several other uh, Animorphs podcasts at this point, um, mostly trying to kind of see where ours would fit. Um, And one of the continuously bad takes that is brought up. Danielle, give it, come on. (laughs) That is brought up in this book is like, people always make fun like, Tobias frees the bird and then feels like he should go be with her. And everybody's like, ha ha ha, Tobias wants to fuck the hawk. And it's like, first of all, this is a literal child. Mm-hmm. Don't be gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, like, it's not about that. It never is about that. Like, this comes up a couple of times in this book, this feeling that, you know, he should go be with her. And he does mention at one point, like, you know, if I were a hawk um, and, you know, she were my mate, then I could, you know, then, then we would do such and such things. But, like, it's not, it's not Tobias actively wanting to, to yeah. mate with this hawk. I don't, I, I don't, I don't appreciate that even as a joke, quite yeah. frankly. Like, I read that just like of the instinct to go yeah. be with other birds as bird. Like, yeah. Like I, I'm all for a good gag as much as the next person. And believe me, there are a number of heart emojis in the comments when cute relationship stuff happens. <laughs> but like these are children having yes. to deal with horrible things. Yes. But like when shit is big and complicated and you're dealing with all this, like a very simple instinct to just go be, that would be such a loud and clear thought when everything else is so noisy and complicated. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely understand like that pull that Tobias experiences. Um, yeah. But we have that. And um, and as I said, what I find interesting is he has that moment of that he should go with her. Mm-hmm. And the next thing we have is a line from Rachel. Yeah. And my little shipper heart goes, ah. <laughs> because it is like, but it's she grounds him in the human life. Yep. She is the more important her in that and it's instant. He has that moment and then Rachel, not for the first yeah. time in this book, is there for him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we gotta bell we gotta bounce. Um <laughs> she's still in <laughs> elephant mode, but the hawk has gotten away and they're both twice <laughs> like, I hear sirens, and Rachel's like, Yeah, me too. My ears are fucking huge. <laughs> 
She doesn't say fucking huge. Hashtag let Rachel say fuck. Um, <laughs> it, it's quite clearly there. Um, but they've, they've made it to a patch of woods nearby and uh, Rachel is uh, morphing back. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just have one of those fabulous descriptions of morphing. Yep. Um, and uh, the two of them talk about what they just did and how the others are going to be like deeply unimpressed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go figure. We get some. We get some law. And Tobias is like, "Oh, it's my idea. I was, it was my idea. I'll take the blame." And Rachel's like, "I'll oh, shut up." <laughs> and I love the honesty of Rachel. It's like, stop being a noble. Besides, it was amazing fun stomping those cars. Just <laughs> like, yes, good. Oh, Rachel. Yep. Um, yep. I appreciate that we get the uh, fun little detail here that clearly the uh, KF wanted to establish was you can't morph shoes. Yep. <laughs> so, see, yep. now, in, now, and now in present day, we have all those weird, like, skin close shoe thing, running mm-hmm. things. I hate them. Yeah. They, freak, they freak me out. Or like uh, those tabby, sti- tabby boot style sneakers and things like that. Maybe mm-hmm. now you could have some shoes that would morph with you. But not in, not now. And uh, it's not the first thing, first time we hear about it in the book. But uh, the two of them uh, bounce and we uh, get some more lore uh, as they're heading to Rachel's house to meet with the others. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get the reveal about uh, just about we get the clarification if you hadn't if you'd missed the first three books that uh tobias is stuck as a hawk mm-hmm. we uh we get some fun descriptions of flying which are always very good uh there's this moment where somebody in an office building uh sees tobias and smiles and mm-hmm. Tobias like i knew he was jealous which is just real nice uh and then we have this moment of a ship going over not as described as that it's just like uh Tobias feels this pressure mm-hmm. um going above him and he he can't see anything but he can feel this absence up and uh because Hawkeyes are so fucking dope spots a ripple in the air mm-hmm. and then it's gone uh he's able to see something there moving fast he describes it as a hole in the sky which I really like as a as a way of conceptualizing that um but yeah and he he loses it as it goes over the suburbs mm-hmm. and uh we uh catch up with the others we have this great line of tobias being like i predict marco's first words will be are you insane he is he is correct and it's very very good <laughs> um because the, the other three must have seen the commercial and we're not happy <laughs> and marco starts the conversation and then yep. we have some good character establishing things, which is Marco yelling, Jake making people promise not to do it again, and Cassie getting everyone to make up and be friends. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Uh, Marco uh, starts off saying, you know, we aren't supposed to be res- rescuing animals. We're supposed to be rescuing the entire human race from being enslaved by the Yerks. And Tobias is like, I thought you weren't going to be rescuing the world. <laughs> and Marco's like, fuck you. <laughs> but since you guys feel like you have to save the world, <laughs> then I guess I have to save you fuckers. <laughs> oh, Marco is just so mad about being noble. It's, yeah. oh, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, 
So I just realized I missed one of my own notes. So I'm going to quickly roll back to see if mm. I can find it. Yeah. It was about morphing because it just made me have feelings, which is why I wrote it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Come on. Come on, brain. Excuse me while I scroll through. Okay, I'm just going to read the line in context because I can't find it in the book as I roll through, mm-hmm. which is when like they're reflecting on that the, they've made this choice to fight. Right. Um, and we have this line, which is Tobias reflecting, maybe I just had less to lose than the others. Or maybe something about the lonely, defeated, yet courageous Andalite prince touched me so deeply that I could never regret fighting to settle the score. Just like, oh, my sweet, hyper-empathic child. Oh, baby boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's just, it's good. Mm, it is very good. Uh... There it is. It's when he's talking about this of three. Yeah. And how they uh that he's talking about summing up sort of the events so far and how that they don't know that it's just human kids. They think it's a group of Andalite bandits. Mm-hmm. Um I love the Visa Three wants is caught or dead. Visa three usually gets what he wants. And that's when Tobias says he's glad to fight. Mm-hmm. And we get that that line. And then the reflecting about morphing. But back to Marco yelling and yeah. why they fight. Yeah. Uh as an entity. <laughs> so Marco is the most reluctant of the animorphs, although actually he's the one who came up with the word animorphs. Yeah. Um, and I like this moment of under like Tobias clearly gets it because he's like, I um he's that Marco's been part of the group from the start. He just thinks we should look out for ourselves and our own families. Like Tobias gets why Marco is the way he is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're never going to be close or probably never be close because he's like a smart aleck kind of kid, always confident, funny or sarcastic. I like, he's short or at least he's not very tall. These gags about <laughs> Marco Short King just continue. <laughs> I, I guess girls think he's cute because he has this long brown hair and dark eyes. You're fine, <laughs> Tobias. It's fine. Um, and we get this, uh, good, so we, we get this like really nice back and forth with the group's dynamic, like yeah. Jake, everyone ripping into Marco, rightly so, mm-hmm. <laughs> throwing pillows at each other. And we get like a good introduction to everybody. Yeah. Uh, what their vibes are like. And we get this, um, joke from Marco about don't mention cages to Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, and how uh, Ra- he'll get Rachel into helping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Uh, but we get that nice. We've had the group catching up, and then everybody's uh, like heads off their separate ways. Yeah, I love I love the implication that they just held a meeting to tell <laughs> off Tobias and Rachel, <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, we did that. Now we all got other stuff to do." <laughs> that's good. Um, and, uh, everyone stands up and starts to head out. Um, and Tobias is like, Hey, are you coming with? And, and Tobias is like, no, I'll fly around. It's fine. And Jake in front of everybody else is like, I'll put some food up in your attic for you in case you get home late. I don't want anything getting at it though. Can you open one of those Rubbermaid containers? And everybody else is just like not looking at either of them, uh, mm-hmm. because it's, it's awkward. Right? It's like, oh yeah, he's stuck as a hawk and we have to figure out how to feed him. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's it's this thing and then rachel of course um is like i don't like thinking of you living in a cold attic uh Mm -hmm. because of course she does Um, she does (laughs) um and then you know because it isn't sad enough as well as the pity party that Twice was going on. She's like, they didn't really understand. I hadn't had a real home since my parents died. I was used to being alone. <sighs> um, and then I had, and I had the sky. It's just sort yep. of like, ah, oh. yep, oh. gonna do a yep. lot of sighing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, we don't we don't really see what he goes back to that night. We skip directly to the next day. Um, and Tobias spends the next day basically flying around looking for the huge thing he felt the night before and also just like being pensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make the note here. So many of Tobias's books are super heavy on introspection simply because he spends so much of his time alone. Mm-hmm. Like this is how he spends his days is just flying around, like looking for York shit. Um, mm-hmm. and just thinking. Uh, yeah and um we get uh some foreshadowing about um being him being hyper aware of the hawk's instincts to hunt mm-hmm. uh, because that's what hawks are doing because like i think that my understanding i am not the bird no knowledgeable person here but like animals with high metabolisms especially birds tend mm-hmm. to eat a lot because yes. they have to to keep their energy levels up mm-hmm. so like there is always the foraging or the hunting depending on what kind of bird we're talking about yeah so um and we get we get the line from tobias um when you're in a morph it's hard to resist the animal's instinct jake found it found that out when he became a lizard he glomped down a live spider before he got control of the lizard's instincts i hadn't done that yet i was afraid if i did it once i'd never be able to stop Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> It's fine. It's all it's, fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Uh, and talks about uh, how he, they've sort of covered for him being missing because he was like mm-hmm. alternating living with his aunt and uncle on different sides of the country. They've told each that Tobias is staying with the other. Um, yep. And he isn't sure how long that will last. Um, and he figures that uh, when they realize, they'll call the cops and report him as a runaway, or maybe they won't even bother. And I'm sad. He just like, ah, uh, ah, uh. <laughs> yep. He's thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen. Yep. <sighs> this this baby who lived alone, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know if they go into detail here, but they definitely talk about it later. Like, and I think I've mentioned before, uh, his uncle is an angry drunk. And his aunt is like emotionally abusive. So mm-hmm. like he was shunted back and forth between these two people who didn't care about him and also were actively harmful to him. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yep. But hey, uh, good news. Tobias figures out that the ship is there again. Um yeah. we get this. It's really well written and disturbing mm-hmm. in uh, which is he witnesses this distortion in the air collide with a V of flying geese. Mm-hmm. Just like yep. plowing into these birds. Yeah. Like they aren't even there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like it, the, the birds rolling yeah. and flapping along the, 
the side of the ship as they just kind of fall into the slipstream. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we get the detail of everywhere the geese hit, uh, Tobias sees these glimpses of steel gray metal. Um, yeah. And, the sh- and this craft flies on unconcerned. And uh, that's when uh, it really, truly clicks for Tobias that this is a Yerk ship. Because, of course, why would the Yerks care about a handful of geese? Right. So. Uh, uh-huh. He also learns mm-hmm. that it's flying towards the mountains. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just the direction it's heading in. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, get the gang back together at uh, the barn, which is Cassie's, yeah, Cassie's barn. Um, mm-hmm. I like that Mark is like, of course they've got stealth. Fuck. <laughs> She's like so mad about it. Why do they have to have stealth? Um, <laughs> and and uh, they, they talk about it. And Mark and Jake, yeah, it's Jake who's like, "Are you sure that it's a Yerk ship?" And Tobias is like, "Yes, I am sure." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, although he doesn't, he he honestly doesn't have like concrete evidence to back it up besides a feeling and the fact that it's fucking huge and has cloaking technology. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake reasonably asks, so what do we do about it? And Tobias' mm-hmm. instinct is, let's, I want to find out what it's doing, because the first time it was heading away from the mountains, the second time it's uh, doing the opposite, it's heading to the mountains. And I'm there just going, let me tell you, Danielle, as a <laughs> as a listener and now player in Dumb Kids Play Hero, <laughs> as things started falling into place, I was like, huh, this yeah. seems awfully familiar. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I straight up stole this plot point. <laughs> it's good. It's good as the thing. <laughs> but we we have this conversation with the kids and um just like the mountains have you suburb brothers ever been to the mountains <laughs> we're talking about a large area and then Rich like well we better start looking <laughs> and uh cassie is like eh, what do we do now haven't we done halfway feeling like we've done enough and marco feels like oh, i have an ally and then cassie just like blows it just like eh which is just just great yeah just like i the thing is i have powers so i can't do it i I can't just do nothing yeah uh marco starts arguing like these aren't people we know they aren't my friends or my family we did what we could for tom um why should we stick our necks out there for strangers um sooner or later we're going to die like some one of us is going to die and Rachel's just like, you know what? I'm fucking tired of your bullshit. If you don't want to be here, leave. Um, and, and I think Marco's kind of not completely wrong when he yeah. says, you aren't just doing this to help people. You get off on the danger. Yeah. That's why you went with Tobias. Yeah. That wasn't about saving the world. That was about rescuing some stupid bird. And then Marco, late as ever, but does realize that he's... <laughs> fucked up again yep. yep everyone's guilty looking guiltily at Tobias Rachel's just looking pissed at Marco and Tobias is just like look I'm the only one that's been hurt right now but I'm not giving up um, I'm not the leader but I'm going to go to the mountains mm-hmm. uh, and look and we got Rachel immediately agreeing, Cassie nodding, and Jake's just like, oh, you said you're not the leader, but I'll go with you. And Marco's like, no. And Rachel's just like, your choice. And I, I, I feel this. And he's just like, no, 
I mean, in the morning, it's a school day tomorrow. We can't all skip. And it's just like <laughs> the reluctance of Mark are just like, why am I the only one that thinks about this shit? Yep. Uh, yep. So, of yep. course, Marco is on board too. He caves yep. because these guys are just, they need, and this is that, that reinforcement of how they need each other, mm -hmm. how they have these clear roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we get the very good uh, observation by Tobias. Um, it bothered me that Marco was right, but he was. Marco might be a pain in the butt, but he's a very smart guy. It worried me a little. It made me wonder, was he right about other things as well? How many risks could we take before we lost? How long till the five of us were four or two or one or none? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is the point that you made in the comments. And I feel like, although it's not expressly said outright, because obviously this is from Tobias's perspective, mm -hmm. and I don't think he has that level of awareness yeah. about his actions. The trying to rescue the bird is of an, inc and this actually is underscored like in the final chapter of the book yeah. about mm -hmm. things that we do and we feel. Yes. But the act of trying to rescue a trapped bird is a very human thing to do. Mm -hmm. It, that's a level of compassion and empathy that require I don't want to say requires human intelligence because there's like plenty of evidence of like elephants and like mm -hmm. certain other creatures having empathy and compassion and looking after other things. But for the in the, in this instance, that's that's what we're referring to. It's like Tobias yeah. doing things that assert his humanity, mm -hmm. needing to assert the things that make him human still. So Yeah. Uh, so we cut to, uh, the next time, the next time they get together, which is to head into the mountains. Um, Tobias makes the, uh, well, I don't know that he makes the argument. An argument was made that like, if everyone just morphed birds and flew out there, uh, it would be really conspicuous because birds of prey don't lie together ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so instead, they have acquired wolves. Which are mentioned at the barn, that there is a pair of wolves yeah. at the uh, at Cassie's barn. Yeah. Uh, one had been poisoned and was recovering, and I think one that had been injured in a trap. Right. Um, and uh, so they, they walk into the woods, and then they morph into the wolves. There's a, like... There's a part here that doesn't age well. We'll talk where, about it later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it later where, where Marco's like, why do I, I have to be the be girl, girl wolf? wolf. <laughs> Which, to like, be, okay, and I'm just like, to be fair, it's very 13-year-old boy is it what is. it is. Yes. I don't like it, but it feels very... Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we get some good uh, back and forth about Barco's morphs and Cassie <laughs> and Rachel tag teaming to dunk on Marco. Yes, <laughs> it's great. Uh, uh, I think this book is is definitely the strongest so far in the interpersonal relationships. Yeah, you feel like it's finding a rhythm. Yeah, like and the way. I don't know, it's an interesting thing also when you think about it, how it is from Tobias's perspective that we're seeing it. Obviously, the books are moving on and it's the third one and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, now we're picking up steam. 
but also Tobias as observer, as the we we talked about how with Rachel we got more detail focused, mm-hmm. and Tobias as this outside observer picks up on the behaviors of what all of his friends are doing. Yeah, and this just lends more credence to my whole Tobias being autistic. Mm-hmm. vibe because um, a lot of autistic people and we are great observers of behavior because mm-hmm. we're trying to desperately figure out what we're supposed to be doing so we mm-hmm. watch other people to figure it out mm-hmm. um, and this whole thing about Tobias in this forced forced into this observer outsider role that he already kind of had which is something you pick up on in the first book anyway and um, mm-hmm. like, and Jake's aware of it from the jump, so it's just underscoring that. Yeah. So uh, they have Cassie morph the wolf first um, because she's the best she's, at morphing. She's the the best one at morphing. Um, and actually, there's a line here that I didn't realize that I didn't notice when I read through this earlier. Um, talking about being overpowered by the animal's brain. Uh, the same thing had happened to Rachel when she'd morph a shrew. She still had nightmares about the shrew experience, its fear, and worse, its hunger for bugs and rotting flesh. We saw that nightmare uh, last mm. book um, when she was uh, awoken by her sister because she was screaming. Um, but this line here means that she told Tobias about it. Mm-hmm. Which, uh... Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll yep. just uh, we'll just we'll just set that comment over there in the uh, in the pile of things, <laughs> the shipping pile, yeah. the shipping pile, yes, the, the manifesto, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, uh, Cassie morphs the wolf, um, and after a tense moment uh, of uh, her baring her teeth at everybody and snarling, mm-hmm. um, she gets control of the wolf. Uh, I find it interesting that we get the observation from Tobias where it's just like it's he finds it very discomforting watching people morph. Yeah. And like it, everyone describes it and I'm sure we're going to get more of that as it goes on, but I suppose it's that potent reminder of like one it looks uncomfortable and I'm going to hyper empathy mm-hmm. again, but also Tobias can't do that anymore. Yeah. There's no going back. So seeing the change happen, I can imagine that being very sort of like potent in that regard. I think too, there's a little bit of, um, and it's something that we learn later too, Tobias has the least practice of all of them with morphing. Yeah. Um, Like the rest of them get pretty used to it pretty fast. Like, I mean, it's said here, you never really get used to seeing people morph. And that's true. Um, Everybody is kind of alternately grossed out uh by the morphing process you know even all the way through the end of the book books Mm. um but when you're doing it but when you're doing it so often it's like Mm. yeah you know this is that's gross but you know it's it's uh i guess it's kind of similar to how new parents must feel cleaning up baby fluids or something what a magnanimous way of putting that yeah uh or you just get used, you have to get used to it really fast mm-hmm. um, because you don't really have a choice. Uh, and it's probably still gross all the way through, but, you know, you, you kind of learn to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so everybody wolfs out. Uh, there's the reminder, just like TikTok, we've only got a certain amount of time because mm-hmm. Tobias is the constant reminder of what happens if you go past the time limit. 
-hmm. And we get this like frank reflection that Tobias is jealous Mm -hmm. of the others. Like he says, if you're going to be stuck as an animal, Hawk's a pretty good animal. Mm -hmm. But uh, seeing the others having fun being wolves. Yeah. And having that new experience. Mm hmm. We get some reflections on that and just the fun detail of Jake needing to pee all the time to mark his territory. <laughs> and the howling. It's and really, howl. it's it's just fun antics. Yeah. Um, where, and, and Jake's like, I don't know, I, I kind of have just, to do it a lot. <laughs> and then Tobias, like when they start howling, Tobias is like, dudes, can we just, we got, we're on a time limit here. It's just like, I just kind of felt like I should howl. Yeah, yeah, I kind of felt like I should join in. Yeah. And Tobias just, oh, okay, fuck this. Just, yeah. Just and Cassie, like, like, I think it's, I think it's a way to warn the other wolves that we're here so we don't run into any other packs and get in fights, Cassie suggested, which sounded perfectly reasonable until you saw that Cassie had her head tilted back and her snout pointed at the sky and was yodeling like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> which is just very amusing. Yeah. But, uh, Tobias just like, all right, fine, and flies off. Um, and uh, does the scout in the head. And yep. it's interesting because we have this reflection uh, when he's there, like thinking about oh, what, what it must be like to, mm-hmm. to be a wolf. And he's like, maybe uh, later I would ask Jake or Rachel about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we have this fucking, then you could ask them what it was like to be human. Maybe they can tell me about that too, I thought bitterly. And then he immediately sort of stop it, Tobias. I ordered myself, stop it. I guess I felt that if I ever started to feel really sorry for myself, I might never stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, which, which is almost exactly the same wording as him talking about the hunting earlier. You know, if I ever started to hunt, uh, if I ever started to feel sorry for myself, I might never stop. Um, and my comment here is let yourself be a bird, Tobias. Um, <laughs> just like, it, yeah, it, it seems it, to me like he's just trying so hard to hold himself back. Yeah. And, um, you, you, you added me specifically in our comments yeah. here. Um, but I think I would have possibly commented anyway, which is cool. But, um, mm. there's this interesting thing and or a f- reflectiveness about this. Like if Tobias and, the book he's been struggling with depression for a while like knows that getting into spirals mm-hmm. it's really hard to get out of mm-hmm. dangerous thought patterns when you're in them yeah better to not get in them in the first place and the, the way i was wrote about this is there's a but there is a difference between getting lost in in bad thought spirals in depression anxiety versus um what it's like to embrace a different way of approaching things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who got a diagnosis of autism, like in their thirties, and I know other people have gotten like diagnosis of like ADHD or also being on the spectrum later in life. You get to then have this reflection, which like, okay, so I'm going to stop trying to act like everybody else and just, okay, this is my reality. Mm-hmm. I'm going to approach it from that perspective, and there's a freedom in that. When mm-hmm. you are aware of things. And that that whole, when you said, like, let yourself be a bird, just like, you don't think, and for me, it's just like, you don't think like other people, so don't expect yourself to, and don't give yourself a hard time for not being mm-hmm. like other people when you aren't. Like, one of the best, right. I'm getting on a slight tangent here, one of the best descriptions I ever read 
about what it's like being on the spectrum is it's like running Linux when everybody else is running Windows. Mm-hmm. Like, or trying to run Linux on a machine that isn't designed for it. There right. is nothing wrong with your operating system. It's just different to what everyone else is using. So mm-hmm. you don't know the same shortcuts because they don't work in your brain. Mm-hmm. And there are certain people who are going to know exactly what it is, but not everybody. And society is built for a certain kind of brain. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm going to be projecting a lot onto Tobias as we go forward <laughs> with my autistic ass self. Yep. But uh, yeah. so, but it it resonates so strongly with that and there's a lot of ways that Tobias has written even just in this first book which makes me think if um, K.A. Applegate uh, one of them may Mm. or may not be on the spectrum just like hmm Mm. got a vibe got a Mm -hmm. vibe yeah yeah it's uh, and this is not something that ever really goes away it's Tobias's character arc is very much about um him coming to terms with himself and who he is Mm. um and when we meet the sixth anamorph later um that uh he finds a kind of kindred spirit um and is able to use that relationship to kind of come even more to terms with himself um, which is just one of the most beautiful things that I've ever heard for just like, it's like when you find other neuroatypical people or mm-hmm. other communities of queer people, just like, oh, you know, this feel, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not alone in this feel. Mm-hmm. This is why communities are important, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have, <laughs> they have conversations about how fucking weird humans are. Later. <laughs> That's adorable. It's great. That's adorable. Um. All right. Uh. So we can we continue on. Um, we continue on. We have this moment. Uh, uh, Tobias spots some. Uh, puts some stuff together about seeing some park rangers that are not park rangers. Uh, mm-hmm. like you know, carrying automatic weapons. Um, he spots some helicopters and he susses out. This is this is weird, and they uh, flush out some guys who are just camping near the lake, and he's mm-hmm. like, huh. Well, there we go. Um, and he sees that there's Hawk Bajir there. So it's also like, okay, this is bad. So like loops back to the others and just like, guys, trouble. Um, and then uh, quickly realizes that it is not his friends. Yeah, it's a different wolf pack. <laughs> uh, but he manages to get away uh, and finds the the correct wolf pack. This mm-hmm. time I counted. Four wolves, not five. Mm-hmm. He then asks, and Marco's like, who else would it be? <laughs> and, and Tobias just like, don't ask. Um, he shows them the way to the lake, uh, and they discuss the fact that, oh, if pork are there, then, uh, you know, we know these are yurks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and everybody's just like, God, I fucking hate the hork Bashir. <laughs> <laughs> because they're so dangerous. Um, which is always... Go for it. I was just gonna, mm-hmm. This amuses me because you and a couple of others just like, why the dumb kids aren't more scared of taxons? Yes. Uh-huh. 
It's just like, have you heard how they describe Hawk Bajir? That's why everybody's more worried about the Hawk Bajir. Yeah. No, it's that's why it's so funny to me every time in Dumb Kids where Ariel's like, oh, we got to get the taxons first. And I'm like, the taxons are basically bags of jello. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is hit them once and they pop and then they're not a problem anymore. <laughs> to be fair, I understand the instinct because you do not want to forget about the taxon. It's true, yeah. Like, And it, because they are easier relatively to disable, it does yeah. make sense to take them off the board first. It's true, it's true. Um, Enough about that. <laughs> enough about that. Uh, they, but they suss out, okay, they're going to the lake. Yes. And that's why they cleared out the campers. Um, mm-hmm. Tobias observes that they've clearly done this a lot. They've got this routine down and they just, and the group decided we haven't got a lot of time left in Morph, but we'll go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, we don't have a lot of time left in Morph, but it'd be a shame to miss the chance to find out what it's about. I say go for it. Rachel says that you always say go for it. Mark, I'm <laughs> it just once you would say, Hey, let's not do this. It would make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I love Marco. I have said this he's before, so good. I'll continue to say this. Yeah. I love Marco. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till book five. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they go, they check it out, They the ship decloaks, and it's fucking humongous, built like a manta ray. Uh, Marco realizes that uh, it's there to collect air and water, and he gets really excited um, because it means that the Yerks have a weakness. Um, he, uh, he says, think, uh, see those big scoops on the sides. I think those are for air. That's why they fly so far through the atmosphere when they come down. They're scooping up oxygen and now they're sucking up water. Uh, it carries air and water up to the Yerk mothership in orbit. I guess they need Earth to supply them. Um, and Marco, as long as they are up there in orbit, the Yerks need the planet to supply them with air and water. Well, well, I think it's the first hopeful sign yet. Um, so we definitely get, uh, another glimpse of Marco being the smart one who is able to connect the dots much mm-hmm. faster than everybody else. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, they realize on that, just like they need to bounce because time's getting low. And Jake's mm-hmm. like, everyone be cool. Uh, <laughs> we've got to saunter off. Which, to be fair, it's just like they, they're, they're very aware and they talk about this. Like the Yerks know about the, uh, what they assume the Andalite bandits. So animals acting like not like animals is going to draw mm-hmm. attention because they're already on alert right. for that. Um, but so the guys uh, head off. Um, Tobias stays at the lake a little longer because he obviously doesn't need to worry about running out of time and morph. And he sees the female hawk again. Yep. Uh, this whole passage is is good. Um, just the, the juxtaposition between him and his ox. Yeah, hawk instincts, hawk stinks, um, and her hawk instincts. Mm-hmm. Um, she too was riding the thermal a thousand yards higher than me. Uh, he soars up to meet her. She saw me. I was sure of that. Hawks don't miss much of what goes on around them. Uh, she knew I was coming towards her, and she waited, which is significant and honestly makes me wonder what time of year this is. Um, if it's like mm-hmm. the spring, um. Because hawks generally don't hang out at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
It wasn't like we were friends. Hawks don't know what friend means. And sh she certainly did not feel any gratitude toward me for saving her from, from captivity. Hawks don't have that sort of emotion either. In fact, in her mind, there may have been no connection between me and her freedom. Uh, still, I soared up to her. I don't know why. All we shared was the same outer body. We both had wings. We both had talons. We both had feathers. And then it shifts. Um, suddenly, I was afraid. I was afraid of her, and it was insane, because there I was, floating above an alien spaceship so big it could have been turned into a mall. But it was the hawk that frightened me. Or maybe not the hawk herself, maybe it was the feeling I had rising up to meet her in the sky. The feeling of recognition, the feeling of going home, the feeling that I belonged with her. It hit me in a wave of disgust and horror. <sighs> this boy. This boy. Um. He banks away as fast as he could, um, as fast as he can. Um, he tries to assert to himself that he is human, uh, with human friends and human interests. But part of me kept saying, it's a lie. It's a lie. You are the hawk. The hawk is you. And Tobias is dead. Um, and then we get, uh, a crisis to distract him briefly. Mm -hmm. but be before we get into the mm. before we yeah. get into the crisis which is very good yeah um this boy yep like as a as an interesting thing reading this that wave of disgust and horror let me tell you this is a real interesting outside look at dysphoria and a way of writing uh -huh. most like huh but people people that experience like dysmorphia as well is just like that mm -hmm. feeling inherently wrong Mm -hmm. and like and i think we'll probably talk about this more as uh, we talk about this book a little bit further on but that inherent rejection of a part of yourself as wrong mm -hmm. is like oh wow yeah okay <laughs> yep know, know that feel fam yep. just and that desperateness to reassert is like no this is my reality this is what i need to do Mm -hmm. is like it's but yeah and that whole and it ties and you you made the note about this in our in our document and you're about like big depression mood yeah so yeah like the the voice in your head that tells you upsetting shit that you don't want to hear and getting stuck with those thoughts yeah and it's the only thoughts you can hear yeah yep mm-hmm Yep. Let's do, let's deal with a crisis. That's less upsetting. <laughs> hey, so, those other wolves are back. There's other wolves are back. Um, and the two wolves are growling at each other because over, well, they're growling at each other over a dead rabbit. Um, <laughs> the other packs kill. My friends had stumbled into them. Now the two alpha males were locked in a deadly dominance battle, which... Uh, bad bad wolf bad wolf science science but, but, but the prevailing thought of the time we now know better appreciate that the guy who did that study has since come back and go you know what actually i was wrong and fucked up it's yep. not like that at all yep uh -uh. so alpha wolves are not a thing they live in family packs everyone who works with wolves knows this uh but popular culture popular culture still hasn't fucking caught up mm -hmm. um uh, but where else would people get their fuel for ABO? Fic? 
you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. Anyway. <laughs> I, I really appreciate the voice like, hey, buddy, what you doing? <laughs> and Jake's like, this is important. If I back away from this, I'll lose. Just like, buddy, you're a human. You don't need to do this. And Cassie's just like, actually, if we look weak, uh, they might attack Jake. Yeah, and, we're in uh, their territory. Yeah, and Tobias is just like, oh, so this is about a rabbit? All right. And just fucking swoops, swoops between two, two angry wolves yoink. to grab a rabbit. <laughs> just fucking yoinks it out of there. Yep. Uh, and I, I make the note here. Remember, Tobias can't morph to heal his wounds anymore. He's no. fragile as fuck. He's a bird with bird fucking bones and he can't morph to heal. And here he is throwing himself into mortal peril between I, two wolves I, to get I, I the really, others out of a fight. I really appreciate that it says it went against every instinct in the hawk's brain and Tobias the human yeah. wasn't thrilled either. Yeah. It's <laughs> like very good. Yeah. Uh but this is uh this is actually really kind of a theme for Tobias is just like Tobias cares way less about his health mm-hmm. and safety than the people around him do. Mm-hmm. Uh and Hey, I'm gonna at Citadel of Swords here. Mm-hmm. This is gonna come up, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> And this is also something I put into Seer, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like, you're a bird and you're probably one of the most fragile people here, but you keep throwing yourself bodily in between your friends and danger. It's okay for me to be hurt. It's not okay for you to be hurt. Yep. Mm Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a a good character trait uh, for drama. Absolutely. It's deeply (laughs) upsetting for your friends and family. Yes. Which is why we do it. (laughs) <laughs> um but tobias's plan works just uh i think narrow margin lo- loses some tail feathers in the process mm-hmm. but um it they're able to to get away and at this point um tobias tries to get a time reading sees one of the park services trucks and uh realizes they are out of time of the yep. morph or yep. right on the edge of it because he isn't sure if what the t- if the clock is fast or whatever on the truck. But there becomes the you guys need to morph back now. Yep. Uh, it there there's a really good uh, bit here about you know he's he's already exhausted uh, mm-hmm. after the long flight here and not one but two close calls involving wolves having um, to carry a rabbit which is heavy for a yes. bird that size. Yes. Um. And like, uh, red tail talks are not built for speed. Um, they're, they're kind of sort of endurance birds, but even then, not really, because they spend most, most of their energy is like getting up onto a thermal and then just letting the thermal do all of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's exhausted, but then he sees the time and he's like, I'm not tired anymore. And he yeah. races back to his friends. Um, and, uh, you know, gets back to them, tells them to morph back, and then just fucking lands exhausted on a branch. Um, mm-hmm. Totally, totally fucking worn out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassie, Cassie is able to make it out of her morph, um, but everyone else 
is uh, basically getting stuck mid-morph. Yeah. Uh, Tobias lies to them and says that they have two minutes, uh, mm -hmm. but according to the clock, they were already seven minutes too late. Mm -hmm. um, but Cassie's able to coach um, the others through and Tobias, there's this real moment where uh, Marco is like getting, got his human eyes back and he's just staring at where Tobias is. Mm -hmm. And Tobias is just like, it's fine. He, if he needs to stare at me right now, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but it's just like this moment of, um, but it sent a shiver of disgust through me. I suddenly saw myself as they almost see me as something frightening, a freak, an accident, a sickening, pitiable creature. Just like, kiddo, please, no. <laughs> With the self-loathing, no. Yep. Um, they all make it back to human. Uh, barely. Um, they're all super relieved and super freaked out. Um, and they're all laughing and giggling with relief. And then, poor Tobias. I was happy for them. Really, I was. But suddenly, I didn't want to be there. Suddenly, I desperately didn't want to be there. I felt an awful, gaping black hole open up all around me. I was sick. Sick with the feeling of being trapped. Trapped forever. I looked at my talons. They would never be feet again. I looked at my wing. It would never be an arm. It would never end again in a hand. I would never touch, I would never touch anything, anyone again. And he flies away. I just like, and everyone was like freaking out. They, they obviously don't want him to. Just like, I caught a blessed, or I want to say blessed. There you go, which is yeah. just my brain. Uh, too much Shakespeare. And soared up and away, my own silent, voiceless scream echoing in my head. Yep. Yep. <sighs> He's having a bad time. Bad time. Um, Lordy. But, but this isn't even the biggest crisis of the book. Nope. <laughs> you think that it will get worse. <laughs> it does get worse. Um, we get uh, Tobias flying to what is now his home, gets into the attic at Jake's house, He's removed, who has removed like an outside panel so Tobias can get in and out. There's like a drawer with a blanket that he set up. Um, and talk, he talks about how Jake's always been a decent guy mm -hmm. looking after him or looking out for him at least. Um, and there's uh, the food here. He's able to get the lid of this rubber made off. Cat, please don't get onto my lap right now. <laughs> you're very cute, but also your claws are sharp. And I'm wearing shorts. And we he gets opens into this box and he's just like meat potatoes and green beans he's just like and he funny marvels at jake pulling this off but then and to us just like my system can't deal with vegetables mm -hmm. like and like hamburger sucks because <laughs> it's <laughs> cold and yep. it's dead mm -hmm. and he talks about these warring instincts of like what the hawk wants mm -hmm. and then fluttering into this drawer to sleep but it was too soft because mm -hmm. um, obviously hawks are in nests and so mm -hmm. uh, he uh, leaves again she's like I can't do this he nopes out and he mm -hmm. goes to see Rachel yep. I love that he says I flew aimlessly for a while but I knew in my heart where I was going mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep uh, Rachel's bedroom light was still on I fluttered down and landed on a birdhouse she had deliberately nailed out there for me to land on when I came over Good shit, Rachel. 
Yep. Um, um, she lets him in uh, and is like, are you okay? Oh. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, I'm fine. You guys were the ones that had a hard time. And she's like, Tobias. Uh-huh. Yeah, please. <laughs> and we have this this moment that I really like of uh, he mm-hmm. comes into her bedroom, like the door's locked, so it's fine. And Tobias sees his reflection uh, in the mirror on her dresser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he has this moment of, ha, reflection. Um, and he talks frankly to Rachel about um, how he doesn't know what's happening to him and how he feels like he's losing himself. Mm-hmm. She's clearly upset and worried for him. And it's not the first time we see this phrase just like, uh, she bit her lip and tried not to let me see. But of course, Haw- Hawkeyes miss nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's just this thing where like Tobi- uh, Tobias is like, I don't know what's happening to me. I feel like I'm losing myself. I feel like I belong with this other hawk. How are you so sure that I belong with you and that I'm human? And like, I don't remember what I look like uh, and all this other sort of stuff. And Rachel being like, you're human and just being like really firm and really uh, certain. But um, also really kind. Yes. Uh, and, and just trying to help reassert for him mm-hmm. who he is um and we have this great quote because what counts is what is in your head and in your heart she said with sudden passion a person isn't his body a person isn't what's on the outside um hey hello gender feels once again yep. uh rachel is uh super upset by all of this uh, Tobias says, I could see that I, that she wanted to cry, but Rachel is a person with strength that runs all the way through her. Maybe that's why I came to see her. I needed someone to be sure. I wanted someone to let me borrow a little of their strength. Um, she takes out a picture that uh, she had secreted away. Um, I was like, I didn't know you had a picture of me. And she, uh-huh. I didn't know. It's not a great picture. In real life, you look better. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she tries to tell him like, you know, one day the animal, the Andalites will come back and, uh, they'll have some way to return you to your own body. Um, and Tobias is like, mm, sure sounds that. fake, but okay. <laughs> sure uh, but you know, she's, she's, she knows she's lying. Um, mm-hmm. and it's sad. Yes. Uh, but talking to Rachel does help Tobias a little bit. Um, as we start the next chapter, he's pretty optimistic. Uh, I spent the next day flying around waiting for my friends to get out of school. In some ways, I realized my situation wasn't all bad. For one thing, I had no homework. For another, I could fly. How many average kids can hit 40 miles per hour in level flight and break 80 in a dive? Um, he goes out to the beach and rides the thermals there. He saw some prey, but I ignored it. I was Tobias. I was human. Um, mm-hmm. He's checking out people's watches from the air to keep track of time. Uh, and then goes with uh, 
wait, basically he's waiting until the other kids get out of school, um, because they're going to have a meeting. Um, and we get this detail of like, he's following the others from, from school to Jake's house. Um, and everybody else gets, uh, to Jake's house and like, he waits a minute outside. Um, it, and waits for everybody to arrive because he didn't want to seem like he was waiting on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't want it to look like I'd been hanging around all that time with nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he has this great, great line. Cause Marco's like, oh, about time. We've been waiting here for like an hour. <laughs> They've been there for two minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm a busy bird. I said, I lost track of time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this, we get a nice, uh, back and forth between Marco and Tobias here, where Tobias, where Marco is teasing Tobias about some of these other birds and everybody else is like shooting daggers at, at Marco, but Tobias actually kind of appreciates it. Um, because Marco teases everyone. And as long as he doesn't cross a line, it helps remind, uh, Tobias of who he is and it helps mm -hmm. kind of cement him as one of the others. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is something that really kind of continues the the relationship between Tobias and Marco is never close mm. um, because they are so unalike, kind of like how Tobias mentions earlier in this book. Uh, but the way that their relationship does progress is just really good and really interesting mm. because there's a lot of, you know, the the thing about Tobias and Rachel is that they remind each other of their humanity but marco also does that for tobias in a different way and that's by making jokes and not treating him with kid gloves not mm -hmm. doing that pity thing yeah. and i think a lot of that comes from marco's own trauma and knowing that like uh having other people feel sorry for you can make it worse mm -hmm. it's good yeah but we so I'm just having feels about these good kids, right? <laughs> but so they have this brief meeting. Uh, but Cassie has to get home to help with Burb, and Rachel has a gymnastics exhibition. Mm -hmm. And Al Marco's like, "Oh, I'm there," and it's like, "Bitch, no." <laughs> <laughs> I paraphrase a lot with Rachel. Uh, you will find it's mostly to add swearing. <laughs> <laughs> Let Rachel say fuck. <laughs> Let Rachel say fuck. Um, and I appreciate that uh, Jake's just like trying to get everybody back on uh, mm -hmm. point. And they come to the conclusion that how about we uh, destroy the ship? And Mark yeah. is just like, can we go back to talking about birds? That's yeah. um, great. Yeah. I really like this thing where like, where Marco has the realization and starts to say <laughs> the realization he's come to. And he's like, I mean, nothing. I, I guess he realized he was about to suggest something dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then Jake's like, no, tell us what you were going to say. And Marco's like, yeah, well, if we destroy the ship while it's over the city, then everybody will see it and they can't deny it. Um, and everybody's just kind of silent as they think about that. Like, And it was like, this is a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, they get really excited uh, about this. Like, all all of them have this reaction of like, Man, this would be really, this would be really, really great. Like we could, we could end this. And I'm like, oh, you poor babies. Mm -hmm. 
um, because we're on book three out of 54 and you know this isn't gonna mm-hmm. gonna work exactly how they want it to um, Marco have- tries to backpedal <laughs> Yeah, and I have like this moment where um I'm just like, oh, like it's gonna work. Like Visa 3 is just gonna take this. We don't know how strong they are. And Tobias is like, they don't have the power to attack Earth openly. And Marco's like, well, how do you know? And Tobias points out, because they're going to a lot of trouble to keep themselves a secret, you don't hide if you're tough enough to come out and kick butt. It's like I expected Marco to have some smart comeback, but he just nodded. Yeah, you're right. And he's just sort of like, oh. And I, I like that moment of the two of them sort of like, yeah, no, that is on the same page mm-hmm. so yeah uh-huh. <laughs> I just, there's such a good is this the one between jake and marco yeah. like we uh-huh. have to get yeah uh, it was jay i hate to ask this marco said with a groan but how do you think you're going to do that which is uncloaking the ship it was jake who answered we'll have to get inside that ship he winked at marco want to know how marco shook his head not really through the water pipes as a fish Marco sighed. Jake, I just told you I didn't want to know. <laughs> yep. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Rachel and Cassie bounce. Uh, we have this um, bit of talking between the boys. Just planning. <laughs> Rachel leaving. Just like, don't come to the mall. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rachel's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going. And just like, Marco's like, I'll be there soon. Don't fall off the balance beam till I get there. Rachel's just like, you're a dead man face and leaves <laughs> and mark is just like she likes me and he knows that he's being a shit yeah. heel and, and it's great yeah. and but jake's just like uh-huh yeah this is the marco that we should have had in book two but did yes um like this this is the kind of like shitty jokes that marco makes that are mm-hmm. that are actually funny and mm-hmm. you know that he's playing around versus the misogynistic shitty stuff that he said last book Mm-hmm. But, um, um, the, they chat logistics about the mission how it's going to mm-hmm. work with getting up to the lake mm-hmm. um, Mark, uh, uh, Tobias cracks this joke which is real like um, yeah yeah. Uh, I'll spy out the situation I'll look for some place you can hide I have a lot of time on my hands no hands exactly but lots of time and both like Jake and Marco laugh and Marco's like kind of surprised that um, Mm -hmm. Tobias is able to make the joke and Jake's just doing that hmm face Mm -hmm. and And uh, (laughs) Tobias reassures him yeah I was just a little weirded out by watching you all struggle to get out of those wolf morphs and (laughs) it's like wow way to way to undersell that Tobias Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm And I love this. I was just like, uh, Marco's like, what do we do now? Do I sneak into the mall uh, to spy on Rachel or do we play Doom? And uh, Jake's just like, I've got homework. Moreover, if Rachel sees you making faces, she's going to turn into an elephant and stomp you. And just like, remember the good old days when all a girl could do to you was call you names. Um, and Tobias like pieces out at that moment, just bemoans yeah. how good he'd be at playing Doom if he could have like a compatible controller with talons, mm-hmm. which is very good. Yeah. And and we have this moment where Tobias is kind of sad. He's like, man, I can't go to the mall anymore. Um, wait a minute. I could go to the amusement park and I wouldn't even have to pay admission. The thought made me happy. I don't know why. It wasn't like I could ride the roller coaster, but still, the idea kind of per- perked me up. I could bust right into the gardens anytime I wanted. Come to think of it, I could also watch any football or baseball game I ever wanted to see, too, as long as it was outdoors. And concerts. And he's like, really vibin'? 
Uh, and, um, and, you know, he starts to go towards the mountain. Uh, I turned and headed towards the mountains. I had a job to do. It was another good thing about being me. I was the ultimate airborne spy. Um, and he just, he lets himself get into it. Um, and he has a moment of, if only I had something to eat. I was feeling a little hungry. Should have asked Jake to grab me a snack. It happened before I really even had time to think about it. I guess it was because I had, I was feeling good, feeling relaxed. I was above the woods, just a half mile or so beyond Cassie's farm. The trees opened up to form a little meadow. This is what red tails love, a little meadow. It was full of prey, squirrels scouring the ground for nuts, hopping, then sitting up on their hind legs to look around nervously, mice that scurried from hole to hole, rabbits, a rat. My eyes focused on it with absolute intensity. I sort of shrugged one shoulder, turned sharply in midair, and plummeted toward the earth in a stoop. My wings were back, my head low, my talons tucked back for maximum speed. Sudden flare. I opened my wings, the shock of the air. Talons raked forward, eyes never moving even a millimeter from the rat. Uh, so he attacks this rat and feels excitement like he has never felt before. Um, he describes it as being, ex as being ecstatic. Um, it was intense beyond anything I had ever experienced. Um, he kills the rat. He begins to eat it. Uh, he hoods his wings around the kill, shielding it from any other predator that might try to steal it away. And then he realizes what he's done. And this is like an upsettingly well-written panic attack. Yeah. Frankly. Um, this sort of duality of Tobias observing the like the rat meat dripping from his beak and the talons having blood on, and has this moment of clarity. Like in my panic, I forgot what I was. Oh, he has that clarity about what he did, and then the panic happens. He tries to like run away, but he's on talons. So he falls down, and this is oh, this. He is freaking out hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, um, we have the text, no, I cried wordlessly, but I could still see the dead rat and I could taste it. And no matter how many times I said no, it would always be yes. 